X-Ray. Welcome to The Local, your daily dose of hometown news and democracy. I'm Jefferson Smith from Portland, Oregon. It is Tuesday, August 18th. Today, back in the day, August 18, 1942, the U.S. Maritime Commission formally approved the building of Vanport. The site was 650 acres of the Columbia River floodplain west of Denver Avenue and east of the North Pacific Railroad Line, a location roughly equidistant between the Kaiser facilities at Swan Island, St. John's, and Vancouver. From 1942 to 1948, Vanport was the nation's largest wartime housing development, a place of social innovation, a lightning rod for racial prejudice, and the site of one of Oregon's most tragic disasters. Vanport's occupancy reached a peak of almost 10,000 units, 9,367 units in January of 1944, and then up to 9,568 in December of 1944. The total population of Vanport, approximately 42,000. Population began to fall at the close of World War II, but many who remained were African American, 6,000 as of VJ Day, and they found it hard to secure other housing due to discriminatory housing and lending policies at the time. The Racist Whisper campaign started describing Vanport as a hub of welfare clients and crime, although the reported crime rate was no higher than the rest of the city. Mayor Earl Riley called it a great headache, and I'm quoting a municipal monstrosity. A bunch of Portlers came to the community for classes at the Vanport Extension Center of the Oregon State System of Higher Education, the precursor of Portland State University. And then on May 30th, 1949, the Columbia River intervened. After weeks of heavy rain, the river crested 15 feet higher than the floodplain. And at about 4.20 p.m., the water breached the Northern Pacific Railway embankment and backfilled the low-lying community. The community's 18,500 residents at the time had 35 minutes to escape. The water flipped over automobiles, pushed wooden apartment buildings off their moorings and foundations, and 15 residents died. And after the flood, so many of the African-American families in Vanport could find housing only in North Portland. The flood also sparked rumors in the black community that the housing authority had deliberately withheld warnings and it concealed a much higher death toll. In the early 1950s, Vanport was discussed as a possible location for Memorial Coliseum before a more central location was picked. And the Vanport site is now occupied by West Delta Park, Portland International Raceway, and Heron Lakes Golf Course. Thank you to the Oregon Encyclopedia for big pieces of that history, and a shout-out to Walita Imarisha and OregonHumanities.org, who gathered a set of the seminal perspectives on the Vanport saga. X-Ray. And while the magical Will Romeo is on a little bit of a break, here is a very, very quick, quick six. Might not be even fully a six. The state police are now leaving Portland as their two-week coverage of the protest ends. For the last two weeks, Oregon State Police have been helping Portland police and federal agents control the protest. As of Thursday, roughly 100 state police officers were pulled off the assignment. DA Mike Schmidt had announced on Tuesday that prosecutors will not pursue charges for interfering with police, property damage, trespassing, or other charges very common for protesters. And Timothy Fox, the spokesperson for the state police, said his organization feels inclined to police areas where charges will be pursued. By the way, that's a not very veiled knock on Mike Schmidt. State police were sent to the air on July 30th as part of the deal struck by Governor Brown to remove federal officers from Portland. And at this point, it is unknown whether the withdrawal of state police could result in the return of federal officials. And in your daily dose of COVID data, Oregon has now surpassed 23,000 cases. Murray Highland Memory Care in Beaverton experienced an outbreak. Some residents have been moved to separate care facilities. Oregon is currently in the process of testing all staff and residents of Oregon care homes by September 30th. A city audit report has shown that businesses with private security have the ability to criminalize homelessness. 
enhanced service district areas are neighborhoods which pay fees in order to pursue services like transportation or private security. These enhanced service districts, I'm using air quotes, include downtown Portland, the Lloyd District, and the Central East Side Industrial District. Business groups tend to get together and try to advocate for these areas so they can increase those services like transportation and particularly private security. Currently, there is not oversight for how these private security organizations operate, which means the consequences for the same crime could differ depending on the district. Mayor Wheeler responded to the audit, saying the council should establish an oversight program. Mayor Wheeler, of course, is the Portland Police Commissioner, and the contracts state that the Portland Police Commissioner is responsible for reviewing the reports of private officers' actions. The head of Portland's Postal Union does claim the United States Postal Service is slowing down their services in Portland. Back in June, President Trump appointed Louis DeJoy, a supporter and donor of his, as the Postmaster General. According to Joe Kogan, head of the Portland Postal Union, postal service has been reduced since June. For example, when a postal service processing facility opened near the Portland airport a few years ago, there were 50 or 51 letter sorting machines. Now they're down to 45. Kogan said he's concerned with how this might impact ballots come election season. President Trump has publicly said he does not want to fund the United States Postal Service because he does not want to fund universal mail and voting. Funding adjustments, for instance, have resulted in no approved overtime for postal workers and delay in mail delivery. And in protest news, far-right protesters arrived downtown this weekend to counter the Black Lives Matter protests, which have been ongoing since May 25th. About 30 protesters gathered at the Justice Center to advocate in favor of police and to counter the Black Lives Matter protests. Police say bear spray, paintball guns, and paintballs were used, resulting in at least one anti-police protester to be injured. Protests have been happening in Portland and across the nation now for 88 days. A little bit of good news. The Portland Trailblazers are going to the playoffs. Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers will face LeBron James, Los Angeles Lakers in the first round of the playoffs, the first game. Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Playoffs will be taking place in Orlando at Disney World's NBA bubble. For the rest of us, they'll be happening on TV. And that's today's Quicker 6 Local Rundown. Next, we have an interview with Camila Adams from Mimi's Fresh Teas. Camila shares how values can authentically drive business and change hearts and minds. Here, Joe Smith, Camila Adams, and yours truly. Ms. Adams, are you with us? Uh, yes, I am. Hi. Now, the first thing we've got to do... It's Camila Adams. Is we've got Camila Adams, thank we, you so we, much for joining us. We, we've got to nail down the correct pronunciation of your first up. name. <laughs> so tell us how your first name is to be pronounced. And this is particularly important because you now have a name that is very, very close to the same name as a somewhat more pop, more... Uh, well-known figure. So what is yes. the correct pronunciation? <laughs> I have been called Kamala a lot. Or Cam yeah, Kamala. And even someone made the mistake and um, wrote my last name as Harris. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll bet that that will happen often. Okay, you say, you say a lot of people pronounce it Kamala. What is your preference? It's Camila. Camila, okay. Now I want to ask, before we dive into why we are so delighted to have you with us, I just did a little research as to what your name means, where it comes from, and where Kamala Harris's name comes from, and the, the, the addition of the H is apparently very significant, but what is your understanding as to what your name means and where it comes from? Um, well, my father named me, and it comes from... 
it, it could either come from Hawaii or uh, parts of Africa, and it means like beautiful princess, and there's a couple other meanings. So it depends on what um, region. The African meaning, I understand, is glory, which sounds like a really, really neat name to have. Yes. Uh, Kamala Harris's name apparently comes from possibly the Hindi rose red or garden uh, or from Arabic perfection. Yeah. H is very important. Okay, so, we, so we've got it. So we're going to say Camila. Yes, now, you. would you please tell us how you had, tell us about Mimi's and the wonderful thing that it is doing in spreading a necessary word by the use of T-shirts. Well, I started Mimi's Fresh Teas about two and a half years ago, um, and I just wanted to give customers a way to express the way they're feeling about social injustice uh, by wearing a T-shirt. And my main goal was to um, just for folks to start a conversation, and it's working for sure. Uh, that is working for sure. And what what has the all the stuff going on the last seven months, particularly since Floyd George? What has that done to your to your business and to the what you're putting on your t-shirts? Well, you know, a lot of people don't know, but I was going to close my t-shirt business. I want to say about. March or April, and because uh, I wasn't making any sales, and then George, the incident with George Floyd hit, and a lot of people started wearing my "Make Racism Wrong Again" shirts to uh, just local protests, and it just my sales increased from there. But I didn't have to close my business, so that's tell us. Really good. What what are some of the, what are some of the things that you have on the t-shirts? Uh, my number one seller, my two big top sellers are unity, and it says unity in the middle, and then in the fist it has like fairness, equality, justice, and make racism wrong again is my other um, shirt that is coming in at number two right now. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, the unity shirt is is the it's a fist shirt, right? With a unity yes. in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the clenched hand. Yes, it's beautiful. And make racism wrong again. I think we recognize the multiple meanings of that, the, the cultural references there. I'm, I'm looking at these well-behaved women rarely make history. Also, racism is the pack, is the uh, pandemic. Uh, I see these. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for being here. So you were saying that you were thinking before, just before COVID went down, you were thinking about wrapping this thing up. Yeah, I was. I was like, well, if I'm not making any money, yeah, no point in. They say if you don't make money in two years, it's a hobby. So. <laughs> and then and and then you just you just kept on squeaking through, and then all of a sudden history was asking you a question. So all of a sudden there was a, such a clear need. Uh, for uh, such a clear desire among people to be able to share some version of of how they were feeling, you helped them share some version they were feeling, and they could even they could even express that while wearing a mask. Absolutely. Yep. What what what's your manufacturing process? Obviously, you have to get a shirt, and you have to get the shirt printed. Yeah, how, so how? I have to get. Um, 
I screen print locally. And one of my screen printers is a Walmart doll screen printer, which I was so excited to find her. Um, and we, and she pretty, they order all the blanks for me, which is, it's been kind of a challenge, you know, due to COVID. We can't, um, we don't receive uh, fast shipping like we used to, but it's okay. A lot of customers are uh, willing to wait, but I get everything is screen printed locally. Wow. And you, you start out, I, I assume you have many different colors for the shirts? Yeah, I have many different colors. Some of the, a lot of the, like the blue, make racism wrong again. That garment usually comes from California or Florida, so it just takes a while for us to receive the blanks. But what we do, we just, um, we just get as many shirts out as, as we can. Well, that's, that's just marvelous. And obviously, do I assume correctly? Well, I shouldn't assume anything. Who do you rely on to do your shipping? Who do you ship I with? Use, um, I usually drop my stuff off at a local postal annex. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. The post like, office. I I am so glad I asked that question. Yes, <laughs> but and they know me in there. I'm just like I'll be back later to pay. It's just it's great to provide business to a local post office. Um, and but I do all my shipping labels as well. So I just drop it off and pay them a small fee for sh- uh, shipping my our items out. Oh, wow. Have you heard from? Have you heard from customers about so the impact about why about why they wanted to get the t-shirts or how they liked to, about why they want to connect a t-shirt right? I mean, what, the shirt I'm wearing right now is blank. But I have been known to wear a T-shirt with a message before. Have you heard from get any feedback from any of your customers? Yeah, they, you know, they. It's been a, people have been really supportive and just um, encouraging me and just keep doing what you're doing. We love our teas. They're buying teas for their babies and their toddlers, and it's just, it's just. I'm I'm so happy I didn't close my business because it's it's what feeds my soul is been able to provide just a simple message uh, for the community. Well, that tells me, that answer tells me that you have many sizes, if you have for toddlers as well. How many sizes do you offer? Well, I just introduced uh, onesies and toddler sizes. Just I did a test run, and it was really successful. So um, for my fall line that's launching next month, I'm going to have a lot more toddler and, um, and onesies available for uh people so that's exciting say say again what the what your two most important most successful ones or the most popular ones have been uh make racism wrong again and the unity race fist tea that's wonderful now listeners listeners get your pen or pencil ready because i am about to ask camila to provide the phone number and the email that you can go to to order. So probably just go to the website. Come I in. Guess is, I guess is yeah. Go, go to the, the website. website so I'm looking at right now, which is Mimi's Fresh Teas PDX.com. Uh, you That's got, it. You got to say it much, much slower so people have a chance to write it. So very slowly, one of you. I don't care which one of you say it very slowly. Mimi's Fresh Teas PDX. Mimi's Fresh Teas PDX.com. We're talking to Camila Adams, the owner of online apparel brand Mimi's Fresh Teas. 
Uh, by the way, are you the Mimi and Mimi's Fresh Uh That's me. <laughs> of course you are. So, uh, so Camila was looking at potentially shutting the business down this spring. Thankfully, she didn't because all of a sudden, having a BIPOC-owned, locally made, locally sourced T-shirt brand with social justice messages all of a sudden struck a chord. Uh, it, tragically, but also inspiringly so, uh, later this spring, earlier this summer. Uh, and now, and we really appreciate you spending the time with us. In July, though, this took a bit of a turn. Uh, that the reaction to this, one of the things that, that we have who've been trying to work in allyship, uh, have been have been recognizing with Zoom bombing, et cetera, is that acting with a social justice message is requiring some courage because it is not always happening without some pushback. It is not always happening without some reply, some invective, some uh, direct racism in response. And as I understand it, in July, you received. Uh, threatening and racist letter. Do I have that right? Yes, that is correct. I was horrified. I received it to my home address, which was terrifying. Oh, wow. Which meant that the and, sender and knew. And without re triggering yourself or triggering others, what was the nature of the letter? And feel free to say whatever, you know, offer whatever detail, leave out whatever detail you want. But what was the nature of the letter? You know, I can't even repeat some of just the racial slurs that were in that letter yeah. on the radio. I still have yeah. it up on my Instagram page, though. If anyone wants to go to Mimi's Fresh Teas on Instagram, you can view the uh, the hate letter that I received in July. Um, but, you know, there is still a pending investigation, and, um, and it seems like they are handling it very well. So that's all I can really say about it. But I was... I couldn't believe the hate and the evil in that letter that I received. You know, my kids were at home as well when I received it. It was it was frightening. Were, were you was, able to determine, or has it been determined, what what geographical area it came from? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. So it, it, it could have so been, the, and it was made out to you. It was made out to business, or made out to you personally was made out to me and then there was also reference of my business in there talking about it's going to rename my business to you know something very something horrible horrible racist and 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 so you get this letter at your home you open it up you see this thing it's full of racial slurs tell you to rename your business some racial slur and then and then the next first of all i apologize you had to go through that that is awful. Uh, and second of all, you do what? You call the police and say, what's going on with this? What, what's the step you take when you get a letter, when, when that sort of thing happens? Well, the first thing I uh, wanted to do was make sure that me and my kids were safe because I, I took it very seriously. I was a threat on my life and my daughter's life. So I immediately called a friend, and then I called the police, and we had to leave our home. Oh, wow. My goodness, my goodness! And, and so you did. You did leave your home. You, you said that somebody sent us stuff at home because they didn't send it to the. I mean, presumably, the address they sent it to isn't the address. If I go to Mimi's Fresh Teas PDX dot com and order a T shirt, presumably the address they sent the letter to is not the letter is not the address of the of the business, right? 
Correct, yes. Uh, they sent it to my home address, which, and I, I Googled my name, and lo and behold, there was my home address. So I'm working to re- make sure that everything is, is you know, private. And I would encourage anyone to do that because that people's home addresses are in on Google, and I just don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a safety issue for all of us, but especially when you have a social justice business feel like now I'm a big target and I just have to be cautious in private. And so you and so after this you decided that you needed to leave the house. You need you need to take your family and get out of there because you didn't feel safe staying. Yes. Um my kids didn't feel safe, I didn't feel safe and we left our home. And so now we won't we won't ask obviously for, you know, your location now or anything like that. But any other steps that you felt and the other thing you wanted to do start making so your online presence did not pinpoint you geographically where you were home sleeping. I can understand that. Any other steps that this has led you to take? Well, yeah, I, you know, I would do like local drop-offs and I would meet customers and now I'm a little reluctant to do that. So just as a safety measure, I just ship everything possible. And um, my business address of, you know, where we ship everything is separate from our home address now. So we just, I'm just very mindful of um, sharing that information and also sharing my location. Well, Camila, your, your story is just a real inspiration to me because it is, it is such a wonderful example of someone turning out to do well by doing good and you started out doing good and now you're also doing well and we're so glad for that and thanks so much for being with us this morning well hold it Dad, I, I, if you're trying to wrap it up i still got another question oh, go for what it. is uh, um and we got this question how is this if it has and it might assume something that is, but how has this incident changed how you see your work all of a sudden you're doing this it gets you it gets some backlash does that mean you know one one really mean threatening horrible letter does that does that make you does that give you pause? Does that give you greater inspiration and resolve? How does this impact how you think about your work? Well, I have to be honest. I wasn't a, just I just wanted to quit and just crawl under a rock because I couldn't believe this was happening in 2020. Like I would, anyone will receive this letter, and I, but my daughter and friends said, "No, you cannot stop. You have to keep going." So, but the love that I received from the community, friends and family, outweighs the hate. So it has really inspired me, and that is why I'm coming out with a new fall line. Oh, with more powerful messages. So I'm not stopping. When there's when there's a racist letter, respond with a new fall line. What's (laughs) going to be? Feel free to plug the new fall line. What's going to be in the new fall line? Just more um, social justice shirts about equality and, and, and making sure that, you know, we, we were having these conversations about racial injustice in America and just all injustices, right? I figure if you start with racism, everything falls after that. So if people aren't treated well because of their skin color. They're not treated well because of their sexuality if, because they're a woman. So it all, it's all intertwined. 
Well, Camila Adams, again, owner of online apparel brand Mimi's Fresh Tees. Uh, if you've seen the Unite uh, t-shirts around town, uh, that's because of Mimi's Fresh Tees. If you've seen the Make Racism Wrong Again uh, t-shirt around town, that's because of Mimi's Fresh Tees. And Camila Adams is the Mimi in Mimi's Fresh Tees. I'll, I'll pile on to just say thank you so much for being part of our community. Thanks so much for joining us in this conversation and showing how uh, how some positive you know some positive flowers can grow amidst uh, cracked and challenged concrete and how the uh, and how to show resolve in the midst of invective and we really appreciate you spending time with us this morning and also thank say, you say thanks thank to you. Megan Burns for for putting us together yes Thank you. Thanks to Camila for joining The Local, and thank you for listening to The Local, your hometown, in about 30 minutes. Thanks for subscribing and giving a five-star review. Pretty please. And thank you, Democracy. Talk to you tomorrow. That's right.